let's get playtime? Wait, that's not our catchphrase. That's not Darkwing's catchphrase. That's kind of out of character, but eh, that's kind of where we are today. Uh, welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Mike Russo, and... Stan Lund. How's it going, Stan? Not too bad. How are you today, Mike? I'm fine. Are you ready to talk about issue two of Dynamite Darkwing? As ready as I'll ever be. Alrighty, so before we get there, um, we have some merchandise coming out, um, well, actually this week, uh, when this one drops, it'll be coming out, I think, tomorrow. Uh, what is it, Stan? Uh, Disney Afternoon Adventures Volume 2, which I believe is subtitled Flight of the Skyraker. Yes, this is the Tailspin cover, and Flight of the Skyraker was the first two issues of the original Disney Comics Tailspin line. Um, that's what that is. Um, so this is our long-awaited volume two, which should have come out last summer, but for various reasons it did not. And as far as we know, we don't know the Darkwing story, do we? We don't know what it is, but we know he will be in it somewhere. Yeah, um, two of the fluffy stories are in volume three. Um, I don't know why all three of them aren't, but they're only advertising the first two. Um, but we don't know what's in volume one. Volume three, I mean, volume two. Volume three comes out this summer. Um, but when we find out, we'll discuss it on the podcast. We just have no idea what it is. I mean, clearly something from the 90s, but let's see what it is. Um, so if you haven't, ordered that or picked it up yet go for it they're not that expensive and let's keep that line going get some cool old stuff printed um so if there's not anything else we can talk about tonight why don't we just jump into issue two of dynamite what do you think uh yeah though i want to mention one thing we didn't cover about issue one what's that so you may recall that they had the uh a theme song in it that was not it didn't have the right lyrics to it and yeah. I actually found out after we did our review that that is because for some reason they did not have the licensing to print the lyrics to the actual theme song. Ah, so where exactly is that coming from? What's the source on this? So I heard about it on the Sleepless in St. Canard podcast, and they got their information from Amanda Dybert's live stream. Okay, so right from the source. Right. That's interesting. Disney has this weird thing with its theme songs. Do you, you notice the original theme songs for Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Rescue Rangers, and Tailspin from the actual shows were never put on CD, only album versions? Huh. Th there's some weird licensing problem with that. That could be why the Disney theme songs don't show up on like albums or best of TV soundtracks. There might be a licensing thing. That's a little weird. They were able to sing a little bit of the theme song on uh, DuckTales 2017, though. Yeah. But but not not in the comics, I, I guess. It's not a huge deal, but I guess that explains it, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, speaking of issue one... Uh, my wife was able to pick up for me um, two more variant covers, so I'm stopping at four. Um, she managed to get me the Megavolt one and the VHS cover one that is taken from the old Darkwing uh, 
VHS tapes, which is, you know, I have a couple of issues with the art on that cover, but I think it's cool. It has the, the price tag and the be kind rewind tag, and it looks beaten up like a VHS box. It's a cool cover. Yeah, those two were two of my favorite ones that I got. The only one left for issue one I want to get is the Big Country Comics one. What, which one is that? It's got Darkwing like jumping with the city behind him. It's it's drawn by Dan Parent, who does a lot of Archie comic stuff. Did you ever get the action figure one? Uh, no. No, okay. If I was to ever get any other ones, that would be the only other one I'd get. But I'm not going to yeah, go... I was going to say, they, they're doing action figure variants for, I think, every issue. Like, issue two has a launch pad variant, and issue three is going to have a Morgana one. That's interesting. I mean, I mean the Morgana one's weird because they don't have a Morgana action figure, but the Darkwing cover is still pretty cool. Yeah. And um, so for issue two, I got uh, covers A and B. Nothing crazy. Darkwing getting covered in the rubber duckies and Darkwing on top of Quacker Jack's car. Um, I have opinions on the rubber duckies cover. Not very positive. I don't like how he's drawn. I really, really don't. Did but, they draw his beak all wrong? Kinda. <laughs> I mean, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It looks like a guy in a Darkwing Duck costume. Or more like Howard the Duck. His hands are way too detailed, like a guy in a costume. The beak is very, like, it, it does, it's not right. And, like, his feet are very pointed, like pointed web feet. Yeah. The concept is cool. The idea is neat. It's that I don't like how he's drawn. The cover B is better on top of Quacker Jack's car as Quacker Jack's driving away, but there's nothing about the car or what's going on that screams Quacker Jack. The art yeah, is competent. Like, the art is competent, but it's like he stole some random guy's car. Yeah, and like he's in the car driving and there's money coming out of bags, but you think there'd be like toys all over the place or like banana brain? It's just. I don't know. It doesn't scream Quacker Jack. Nothing about it does. I don't know. Am I being nitpicky at this point? Nah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, so why don't we get started with this issue? What is, what is it titled? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking. Like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see a title in here. That's actually kind of why I was flipping through, you know, earlier trying to look for, but I don't think there is a title for this issue unless grand openings, the title. Uh, I don't think so. I, this issue doesn't have a title. Weird. That's really weird. That's so slipshod, man. How do you forget to give an issue a title? I don't know. Unless it is grand opening, but come on. I, that's not a title. No. All right, so um, it doesn't have a title. We'll just keep calling it issue two, I guess. Yep. I mean, it can't be worse than the duck flight returns. True. All right, so anyway, what does this untitled issue, how does it start? Well, we start in front of a reference. Actually, we start in front of two references. We start in front of QB Toy Store, which is definitely an homage to KB Toys. I don't know what I miss more, KB or Toys R Us. 
Honestly, I found more cool things at Toys R Us, but I used to work for KB, so I think I have to lean towards KB. Hey, I loved it when KB would put like their Star Wars figures on sale for like a dollar ninety nine. You could you could stock up on those. Oh yeah, I miss those days. What's the second reference? So the second reference, and this is actually something we didn't touch upon in the first issue, but one of uh, Duck Talk's members, Pirate Steven, has appeared so far in both issue one and issue two. Ah, oh, interesting synergy there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's got to be Pirate Steve, right? Cause... It's, it's definitely him. And I have to say, if anyone who's involved in this comic is uh, listening... Where's the saying Canard Files uh, cameos? Oh, maybe we're not nice enough to the comic. <laughs> Possibly. Um, so anyway, so what's going on? Besides our references, we see a few familiar characters, of course. Yep. Basically, uh, Drake has decided that after the whole Megavolt thing, Goslin needs some normal kid stuff. So he's brought her to the toy store. Okay. Um, right off the bat, I will say the art is better. This issue, I still have problems with it, but I think it's more consistently good. It's harder to spot the reused model sheet stuff, although a lot of it does pop up. If you if you're familiar enough with the model sheet stuff, you do see it. But there's still a lot of characters talking with no open mouths. That's a thing still. Yep. And you can tell you can tell when the drawings are from something, from something and slightly altered, or something brand new. The consistency is still a little bit wacky, but I will say it is better. Thoughts? Yeah, you're right about that. Because there's, a, there's now, a lot of very strong Goslin drawings. Yeah. And there's quite a few of them that I do recognize from other sources. Well, we'll mention them when we spot them. Nothing right away, but they do pop up. Right. Also, before we go any further, we should probably remember to tell people that there is a spoiler warning in effect. If you have not read issue two, you might want to read that before listening to us. Well, yeah, of course. We, we go through the whole story. We're not going to stop midway through. Yeah. All right. So Goslin, in the first of a few, I think, out of character moments, although you're easier on this bit than I am, um, Goslin sees a doll. It's Quackalina. Um, and even even Launchpad's like, I didn't know you were in a princess's gauze. Yeah, I can't picture Goslin into princess dolls, even though she gives an explanation that Quackalina is like she saved every duck in her entire pond and then has this big deal about having an overprotective father, so it's very relatable. I just don't see Goslin playing with dolls. Well, as I uh, stated in our pre in our opening talk, that I do feel it's not too much of a stretch since A, it sounds like she's like a kick butt princess, kind of like, you know, uh Penelope Van Sweets from Wreck-It Ralph or yeah. uh, or Rapunzel from Tangled, you know. And I could see Goslin being into a princess that actually, you know, gets her hands dirty and fights. 
Yeah, I, I guess back when Darkwing Duck was a show, we didn't have princess characters like that. So here it seems out of character based on that Goslin. Although I guess Goslin now would probably be a little bit more different. Right. So I guess with that in mind, it's a little bit easier to swallow. But my first reaction was, really? But, you know, it's not as bad as some of the out-of-character stuff that's coming later. You mean like the glowing red eyes that Drake suddenly has now? Yeah, why is that? I don't know. It makes me think that he's a Terminator in disguise. I mean, if you want to do extreme eye reactions, you keep the pupils black, but you make like different color irises. That's how you do extreme eye reactions. You don't just make them tiny and red. Yeah. That just makes them look like they're about to fire lasers at something. Yep. But anyway, Darkwing's big reaction is because there's a whole display of Darkwing duck dolls that say that all say, let's get dangerous. Yeah. And so Darkwing, of course, Drake says he should get a cut of this. But then he picks up one of the dolls. And what does it say? It says, let's get playtime. Playtime? That's not how my catchphrase goes. It's how mine goes. And yeah, there's Quacker Jack. Um, we see him. We see Banana Brain. Any any thought that this has anything to do with the old comics is eradicated now that Quacker Jack's back and the usual Banana Brain. Yeah. Though. And though to keep to play devil's advocate, we did see uh, the original Banana Brain get uh, repaired. Yeah, it's true. But you know, it's it looks like a new Banana Brain. Doesn't look like it's been torn yeah. apart. But anyway, Dark Great Drake's eyes are still red and scary. Um, so then we get this big teddy bear, this giant, is it, I don't know, is it like it's just a giant, like, Winnie the Pooh kind of teddy bear that grabs Goslin? I, I thought it was the same teddy bear from the, uh, from that episode that had one. Oh, the one from Days of Blunder? No, different teddy. Ah. That one was a much smaller, couldn't possibly have picked up Goslin. So... Drake looks around for a place to change. Um, he goes, where's a phone booth when you need one? Somebody says, a what? And Drake goes, oh, forget it. No one's going to understand that reference. I got that reference. I think most people still would. It's not yeah. that obscure yet. Um, but what does he see that he can use to change? He saw a photo booth. And I'm going to say right now, I the up until now, the pages that we've just been discussing appeared in a preview. I thought that his whole thing coming towards the end was going to be because he changed in the photo proof and left the photos behind and someone discovered his identity. That would be a great story beat. I know that would have made so much more sense as to why what he does later would happen. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, we get two I am the terrors in this in this bit. The first one is I am the pizza toppings that stick to the lid of every of the delivery box of evil. The next Ew. one is I am the bad photo someone else tags you in on social media. I am Darkwing Duck. Those are fine. And I look fantastic. Okay, so Darkwing gets attacked by lots and lots of rubber duckies. All going whack, 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 whack. Whack, whack, whack. That is a very DuckTales, Carl Barks kind of thing. 
he makes a comment that rubber ducks are so offensive as if he'd never seen them before. Weren't there rubber ducks in Smarter Than a Speeding Bullet that Steelbeak I was using to melt? think so. Also, hmm. out of curiosity, what's that blue stuff he's surrounded by? That's soap bubbles. Okay. But I that's not explained well. No, it's not. Like, all of a sudden, he's just up to his armpits in soap bubbles that we don't see before. And then violently... He throws a grappling hook at the giant teddy bear, basically grapples himself into the bear and, like, smashes himself into the bear's body and pops out his back like the, uh, like the xenomorph, like, um, the alien. You know like what's weird, though? Like, I would have probably, it's, it's not drawn very well, because he enters through the back and then pops back out through the back. I would have yeah. expected he'd come out the other side. Yeah, like out of its chest, like the facehugger does. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's what it's referencing, but, you know, whatever. Also, this line is pretty dark. Pardon me, I need to borrow your innards. Ugh, okay. Uh, so he grabs a piece of fluff and shoots it out of the gas gun because Goslin's flying through the air and then she lands on it. Um, Launchpad's disappeared. Speaking of disappear, my other problem with this fight is that I'm sorry you barely see Quacker Jack. Like, yeah. all the stuff we just explained about the rubber ducks and the phone booth and the bear, Quacker Jack isn't in any of these panels. You see him the first time when he shows up, and then he disappears for three pages. Until he shows up with a surprise punch. That's one of the uh, sound effects. We don't have as many of them in this issue, but they do show up. Yeah. yeah, so Quackerjack hits Darkwing right in the face with a boxing glove, and it says, surprise, punch. Um, and then he disappears again for two more pages. The launch pad reappears. Yeah, he pops up very briefly as they're fighting toy soldiers and more rubber ducks, and, you know, they're helping Darkwing, and just things are happening. Yeah. And, like, the ducks are bouncing off Goslin's head. He's smacking them with tennis rackets, and... Um, we have a Chucky reference, this scary looking little ducky doll says, hi, my name's Tilly. Want to play? Yep. That's definitely Chucky, right? That's child's play. I'm pretty sure. Also, this is the one that Darkwing, uh, rubber ducky was in the yeah. top, the top panel where he's grabbing the racket. I see it. So some of the ducks you have to look very close are based after other ducks there's a Darkwing rubber ducky, there's a Scrooge, and there's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and there's a Donald. Yep. Some are hidden really deeply, you have to look, and some are really obvious. Yeah. Um, Darkwing smacks... Two hard, I was going to say the two hardest ones to find are the Darkwing and the uh, uh, Louie, or, or Dewey, which I... The blue it's, one. It's Dewey, but that's because he's covered by uh, like a, a whack text, so you can't really see him. Uh, Darkwing smacks the doll with a tennis racket. A stuffed dog attacks him with its tail. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so stuff oh, keeps hey, happening. Oh, hey, Jack's back. Well, yeah, he gets smacked away and disappears again. Um, so Goslin wants to stay and help. Darkwing tells her to go home like she'd ever do that. Darkwing actually... In a, in a thought bubble says, I wonder where Launchpad went. I gotta do everything myself. 
And then we get this really weird run of dialogue where Darkwing goes, okay, Quackerjack, it's just you and me. Okay, you and me and a few hundred toys, you've turned evil. And then Banana Brain pops up and Quackerjack goes, and me! And then Darkwing goes, okay, it's just you and me, a few hundred toys you've turned evil, and Mr. Banana Brain, oh, what am I doing? Let's get on with it. I can see Darkwing saying that. Yeah, a little wordy, but the Banana Brain bit is cute. So um, Quackerjack tosses in a tsunami of rubber duckies. Yeah. How does he do? So, how does he do that? I'm not entirely sure. I'm also uh, thinking though that Darkwing's whole thing about playtime being over and its playtime being a contradiction. DW never would have thought of that. Also, playtime's over isn't his catchphrase. It's only its playtime. He said it once in Whiffle While You Work, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's a catchphrase. No. And why would Darkwing even think that's a second catchphrase? I do not know. And also, another quibble with the art, Banana Brain does not have angry eyes. No, he doesn't. Unless so, he's possessed by Paddywhack. Right. I do kind of like, though, the the way the tidal wave looks. Like... I, I'm not sure if it was intentional or not. I'd like to think it is because of Scrooge Ducky on the same page, but it makes me think of that tidal wave of money bags from DuckTales. Life is like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Here it does, does Darkwing. Yeah, There's, that, that's why the Scrooge Ducky is there. Absolutely why the Scrooge Ducky is there, because the, the, the money bag tidal wave is one of the most iconic DuckTales shots. I mean, it's in the opening. Yeah. So Darkwing gets... Buried in rubber duckies, which shouldn't really hurt him. They're rubber duckies. Yeah. Then Goslin comes in because, of course, she didn't go home on a surfboard. And she loses control. And the face she makes is right out of model sheet stuff. That, that, Definitely. That crazed face with the bug eyes. Yeah. Um, so she falls off the surfboard. And like, and she falls into the duckies, and there's a Donald Duck one and the Huey. And then Darkwing jumps after her, and like he thinks she's dead, but she just fell into rubber duckies. And I will say the where he's cradling her in the arms and the face she makes right after. I'm pretty sure that's those are both from the secret origins of Darkwing Duck. She's, you know what? In the close up, she's making a total Sun Wu face. <laughs> that's a Sun Wu face right there. With the droopy pigtails, that's a Sun Wu face. Sorry, that's where it's from. <laughs> like, like I thought that was the one where, like, she had drank too much cuckoo cola that's, and was dying. That's the, that's the episode you're afraid That's the secret origins of Darkwing Duck. That one was done by Sun Wu. Okay, so it is the same thing. It's one of the weirdest sequences Sun Wu ever animated. Um... So, yeah, Darkwing and Goslin talk a bit. You know, I'm going to ground you for a century. Goslin says, I was just trying to help. Like, at this point, the two of them should have been through this so many times. Like, this shouldn't even be a conversation anymore. Also, did you notice the Goslin in that panel is the same pose that was on page two? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's what I mean about the faces. 
it's competent. The art is good, but you start to notice like the faces are all the same, you know, after a while. Um, anyway, Launchpad couldn't help because it turns out he's tied up with jump ropes. And then I Dark do kind of like I do kind of like that exchange there. I don't want help. Then why do you have Launchpad? Uh, a little help, please. I ask myself that question often. <laughs> it's funny enough. I think there's more chuckles in this issue than there was in issue one, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Darkman grabs the grappling hook, saves Launchpad, hands him Goslin, says, you know, take her home, call me when you get home. And Goslin hints again that she wants the cell phone, and Darkman says, on the landline. And then Goslin now, says, who even has a landline anymore? That's embarrassing. I do, I for, feel, I I do feel, for just for emergencies. I was going to say, I feel attacked by Goslin here because I still have a landline, and it's not just for emergencies. It's, it's good to have one, even if you have a cell phone, because it's always going to be there in case of an emergency. You know? We, we still have one. We never use it, but we got one. So Darkwing fights. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, we do get a let's get dangerous here with a really well-drawn Darkwing. Yeah. yeah, he does look pretty well-drawn. And I can't place where that's from, so good job. Uh, so he's fighting Quackerjack again. He kicks open the door to the, the store, and all the rubber duckies pile out of the store with Quackerjack in tow. They, the rubber duckies drop into a little lake, and that's it. Quackerjack is defeated very easily, not much of a defeat. Although the, the, the drawing of Darkwing pulling out the little inflatable life preserver thing, that's model sheet art. Oh, yeah. Just the gas gun has been replaced by the little inflatable thing. Yep. And he, he drops it on Quackerjack. It's both a life preserver and full body cuffs. Yeah. And Quackerjack is dragged Banana to jail. Brain. Also, Mr. Banana Brain can't swim. Oh, poor Banana Brain. And he's brought to jail. Um, They actually, the poli- one of the police officers is one of the ones on the show. The guy with the mustache. Yep. Yeah, he was on the show, that guy in particular. So, good. They did their homework, at least on the art. Though I'm pretty sure that's, again, one of the same poses we've seen him in on the show. With Darkwing? Or the police officer? Because both the are. Police, the police officer. <laughs> then we get a Herb cameo. What's the Herb yep. cameo? Oh, he's happy about the Robert Duckies and is apparently the president of St. Canard's Bumble Bath Appreciation Society. Okay. Hey, whatever floats your boat, Herb, literally. Yeah. Because he shows him his cell phone as like a picture of him in a bubble bath with a ducky. And Darkwing <laughs> I says... I love... What did he say? I was going to say, I love his line here. Keep the rubber ducks, Herb. Keep anything you want. Just never show me that photo again. So Darkwing goes home and says he's hanging up his cloak. Um, because uh, he's quitting that DW because he's quitting crime fighting. What? Yeah. Over a fight with rubber duckies where nobody gets hurt and nothing seriously bad happens. That's why he gives up. I mean, yeah, it's completely out of character. I mean, there are, there are episodes where he does give up crime fighting in duck blind. He goes blind. I get it. 
That's when you give up crime fighting. In Days of yeah. Blunder, he's having a frequent crisis of confidence. And Quacker Jack, as a psychiatrist, convinces him to give it up. I get it. In Toys R Us, he almost dies from the inflatable balloon clown. And that's when he decides to give up crime fighting. I get it. This makes no even, sense. Even the Boom comic, he gave up crime fighting after Negaduck literally burst through his wall. This is a run-of-the-mill battle. Nobody gets yeah. hurt. It's just rubber duckies. He's, his life is never in danger. There is no reason for him to give up crime fighting. It's issue two. Why is this happening? And even Goslin goes, what, because of today? So at least they kind of lampshade it, but that doesn't make it acceptable. Right. And, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't love it. And Drake's like, you know, I'm going to stay home and we'll do puzzles together. I will say that puzzle is awfully familiar looking. Yeah, it is. They should make more Darkwing puzzles. Yes, yes, they should. They should. They should make all sorts of... There's so many puzzles. Like, my wife has, like, 50,000 Little Mermaid puzzles, and I have no Darkwing puzzles. Like, that's a crime. That, I that... have uh, three Darkwing puzzles, I think, or two. I yeah, think there's, like, six I'm... or seven in existence. But I'm assuming they're from 30 years ago when a five-year-old could do them. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. I want a Darkwing puzzle. I want something. Like, how about, like, a Disney afternoon puzzle with all the characters on it? Or how about this, Mike? A photo mosaic image of Darkwing that uses images from the show. I mean, even if it was like a D23 Shop Disney exclusive, I don't care. I would buy it. Like the best I've got is that um, was a Shop Disney D23 exclusive from a couple of years ago. The um, Fantastic Worlds map that had yeah. all the locations, not just like the most popular stuff. It had Cape Suzette, Duckburg, St. Canard, the Muppet Theater, the Happiness Hotel from the Great Muppet Caper. It had all this great stuff, and I haven't put it together yet, but I know when I do, I'm going to want to frame it. It's yeah. just one of those kind of puzzles. Um, Didn't they make that image into a poster as well? Did they? I think so. You know what should be a puzzle? Have you seen from about a decade ago the Silvani art of all the Disney Afternoon characters together? Watching the television? No, that was a Mike Peraza one. This ah. is James Silvani, all the Disney Afternoon characters from Gummy Bears all oh, yes. the way to Bonkers. Yes, I have seen that. I would love a print of that, but apparently it was super limited and it's very hard to get. Yeah. I would and, love that, though. Anyway, back to the comic. I was just going to say that, yeah. So it comes up that Goslin asks, how have you been supporting us all these years? Um. Well, um, I think all of us thought that he probably was getting a stipend from Shush or something, but yeah, this is really stupid. Yeah, I mean, the stipend makes sense, and... I consider that canon, it was mentioned in Boom way back when. Yeah. But I consider that canon. I consider all the Boom stuff canon. And in a way, this is never going to be. Um, 
So Drake says way back in the 1990s. So how old is Drake? Like, doesn't make sense. I invested wisely in. You tell the world, Stan. Quacky babies. Obviously, unless you've been living under a rock for the 30 years, he's referencing Beanie Babies. Um, I do like Goslin's line here. My life is being funded by stuffed animals. But like, how old was he in the 1990s when he started investing in these things? I don't know. Like, like this is clearly set in modern times. So yeah, with cell phones and stuff. But like, don't reference the 1990s if you want this set in the 20 in the 2020s. Right. Not only that, that's going to make this so dated. You know, like it's already dated. It's going to be even worse, like, 10, but 15 it's, years from now. It's okay for Darkwing Duck to be dated, though. I don't mind it. Like, it's fine. I, I'd rather not. It's like when I see modern Simpsons episodes and they're using, you know, cell phones and tablets. It just doesn't look right to see Homer Simpson on a cell phone. Like, it's just so weird. Like, I think they should either go whole hog into the modern times or set it back when it was back in the 90s. Don't make references to the 90s like that. Because how old are these characters? Yeah. Anyway, so. Ugh. And um, Drake mentions there were a few other ventures they tried. Which included door-to-door doorknobs. And you see Mayor Alson as their one customer, but the way they're dressed makes it look super old-timey. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's a really bad joke that's not really funny. There's another joke here that I actually literally just noticed now that probably will fly over many people's heads. What is that? Did you see the the, uh, painting in the background on the third from last panel? No. What is it's it? It's a painting of Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Nice little tongue-in-cheek uh, Easter egg, I think. Yeah, why not? And um, so this is my least favorite part of the whole thing. So Drake says, all of that is behind us now. It's just suburban family bliss from here on out. And then immediately... Launchpad leaves. He just says, I guess I'll be going then. And Drake says, what's wrong? And then Launchpad says, if you're not going to be a superhero anymore, then I guess I'm going to have to find someone else to sidekick. And he leaves. With a launch slam. Oh, God. And then Goslin's like, what now? And then Drake's like, now I guess on to a new adventure. His sidekick and best friend just left and he doesn't care. Like, yeah, I can't imagine Launchpad feeling so neglected, A, that fast. And B, to the extent that he would just walk out of there. Like, that's not Launchpad. Like, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't sit right. And I know they're trying to prime everybody for issue three where Morgana comes back. Spoiler alert, obviously. Um, but it's so out of character for Launchpad and for Drake. Just dark, He wouldn't give up his superhero persona that fast. Launchpad would not feel that neglected that fast. 
He wouldn't just leave everybody. And Drake's okay with that? Did I miss something? To quote Timon? <laughs> yeah. It's completely uh, out of character. It really, really is. Um, it's frustrating because, like the first issue, I see good things here. But they gotta work out the bugs. But I've been telling myself, this is clearly not meant for us as much as it's meant for little kids. The dialogue is simple. The stories are simple. This is for kids. Yeah. But to me, it makes no sense because who are Darkwing Duck fans, specifically of this version of Darkwing Duck? Who are the fans of this? Is it kids? No. Like, not only that, but there's plenty of times something can be made that can be for kids and for adults. Just because you want kids to read it doesn't mean that it has to not be inclusive to the adults as well. And that's where Boom and Joe books succeeded. They were able to do it for both. Yep. But, like, they wouldn't do, like, 20 quadzillion different covers for collectors if little kids were the only target audience for this. Right. Though I will say this one has significantly less covers than number one. Well, number one was number one. You know, um, I get it. But I have a theory, too, that having a million different covers forces collectors to buy more than one issue, and it makes the sales look better. Yeah. Think about it. Come on. How many issues would you have bought of issue one if there was just one cover? Just right? one issue, probably. Maybe two if if I wanted to get it signed. There are two only two issues so far, and I have six copies between the two of them. That's yeah, how I... you that's how you inflate sales and make it look like the comic's doing well. By making a billion different issues that people are gonna get suckered into buying. I'm really wondering just how well this would be selling if it didn't have inflated cover counts. Uh, we'll see how well this issue does, because I think, uh, according to our friend Tim, issue number one cracked the top uh, 50 in in comic sales for that week. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Nothing ever sells better as time go, goes on, as far, especially with comics. It, it's always diminishing returns. Yeah. So let's let's hope it just continues to do well, even if it doesn't sell as good as the first one. I mean, people get into things out of curiosity, you know? People don't stick around for things. You have to really keep your audience. Right. I mean, we're suckers for Darkwing. We're going to buy all of these, but... Yeah. Not everybody will. But it's getting, it's getting positive reviews. People like it. Because um, it's simple, and it's just... It's not challenging. You're not going to overthink it. It's not overly dramatic. It's just, it's fun Darkwing stuff, but it's problems for someone like me who is way too analytical. I am way, way too nitpicky. And it's just, that's how I am though. And the art is getting better, but I want to see less model sheet stuff. Yeah. I think Quacker Jack could have been used a little bit better and more of the issue. And I think some of the outer out of character stuff could be could have been could have been given a second pass. I should say I'm going to give I think I gave issue one a two and a half. Yeah, I think 
That's what I'm going to stick with with this one. It's a little bit better, but it's not great. Um, so I'm going to withdraw a higher. I'm going to with, withhold a higher score until they really impress me. So far, they haven't. This is really more of the same, if not just a tiny bit better. How about you? So similar to what you said, that the I thought the story improved slightly. It's still not, you know, any means of a winner of a story, but there were more moments where it felt more like Darkwing. The jokes, there there were actual better jokes. I actually did find myself laughing a couple times. You know, there the art has definitely started to improve. There's still a lot of model sheet stuff, but it is becoming a bit less reliant on model sheets. I uh, do want to see, I'll throw it out there because I didn't mention it. I'm not trying mm -hmm. to drag you off topic. I do want to see more to Darkwing and Goslin's relationship than, Dad, can I do that? No, you can't. Like, yeah. That's all these two issues have been. Hey, Dad, can I do this? No, you can't. Like, that was like the first episode of Darkwing Duck. Then that kind of stopped. So hopefully they kind of back off on that. I'm sorry, continue. So the uh, sound effects, although there are still some dumb sound effect bubbles being done, there, there didn't seem to be as many of them this time. Yeah. Also something that you didn't mention in your store, but they are still talking with their mouths closed, which is irritating. I know, I know, I know. You know if you're going off model sheets and the mouth is closed and you don't feel confident about changing the artwork, that's what's going to happen. Right. You know, and of course, the the two big uh, out of character moments definitely hurt this. But I am actually giving it a better score than I did issue one, because I'm pretty sure issue one, I actually gave a lower score than you. I'm pretty sure you, I gave that. A, you did. So what are you giving yeah, it now? I'm going to give it, I think, the same score that you did, a two and a half. OK. I mean, you know, there's definitely room better. for. Yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. You know, and it's still not a lost cause, you know. No. Now, one other thing I wanted to point out, not necessarily Darkwing related, but it's in this issue. And it is a bit of news not about Darkwing, though, is they are going to be collecting the Gargoyles Marvel comic series in an omnibus in April. Well, that's good for people who love Gargoyles. I just never really, I appreciate it and respect it but I've never really been into the show. Apparently it's also going to be available signed by Greg Weissman. So I may have to try and get that version. Cool. All right, then. Um, have we exhausted issue two discussion? I do believe we have. All right. So we know next issue, we got Morgana. Is this going to also be the issue with Bushroot? I think so. Okay. All right, so um, that should be... Let's see how that plays out. I know, isn't Moleculo Macabre on, on one of the covers of issue three? Yes, yes, Okay, so that that gives me so, hope to have something interesting in it. He's on the cover? That doesn't mean he'll be in the issue, though. Oh, yeah, I, that would be a big tease, though. Let's hope Let's hope he's in there, because it would be neat to have a little something extra. Who? Ha I mean, we haven't seen him at all since... Uh, the episodes he was in. So that's a shout out we haven't gotten in a while. Right. Because they never touched on Morgana's family in the Boom comics. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think they had. No, so that's something we can... Let's let's see where they... I'll be interested in seeing where they go with Morgana 
because she's a character that if you use her too much, you upset the dynamic of the show. Which is something they discovered in Boom. Yes. The show is about, as Tad Stones would say, a father, a daughter, and a launch pad. Not a father, a daughter, a launch pad, and a witch. The problem is you put Morgana in it, and then you upset the balance, and then you don't know what to do with her. So it will be interesting to see if she's in it for one issue and then disappears, or if she sticks around and becomes an ongoing cast member. Yeah. I like her on the show, but I couldn't imagine her in a lot of episodes without the show feeling different, you know? Right. Using Morgana is always a slippery tightrope. It's like having her show up once in a while to go on a date with Darkwing or get roped into an adventure is one thing, but when you have her around constantly, it's like so many of Darkwing's problems can just be solved with magic. And the dynamic is different. He's a different character around Morgana. Yeah. And then Launchpad becomes a fourth wheel. Yeah. We can't have that. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that's it for tonight. Uh, we are the St. Caron Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Uh, you can find us on all podcast apps and YouTube, provided you still want to listen to us. If, considering we've been negative about the comic to an extent, please continue listening. You know, it's coming from a place of love. You know, uh, yep. we don't hate it. We just want to see it improve. Um, yep. So, Stan, do you have any shout outs? Do you want to plug something from a YouTube channel? Well, I'll plug my two YouTube channels again, DMC Jedi Man, DMC Jedi Man Gaming. I finally started Shredder's Revenge on the gaming channel, and boy, oh boy, is that game awesome. Oh, cool. I want to play it sometime. It's really fun. And it's a very, uh, it's a loving tribute to the old animated series. Something I want to revisit. My fingers are crossed it holds up, but I don't think it's going to. But um, I definitely want to check it out again. It's been years since I've seen it. I was obsessed with it when it was new. First four to five seasons, I think, hold up pretty well. After that, it gets spotty. And, of course, when you get to the Red Sky stuff, it's... Well, I remember season three, which was the season I really watched the most. The 65-episode season, I remember that being super hit and miss. That was our, I remember that being a rough one. Um, oh, I have most of the seasons on DVD. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, is it? I'm not sure. I have the complete series on DVD myself. I have it up to like season six or seven on DVD, but honestly, that's all I'd want to watch anyway. Okay, well, this is not a Ninja Turtle podcast. It's a Darkwing <laughs> Duck podcast, and I think we're done. So until next week, guys, um, not sure what we're reviewing. It might be a Darkwing comic story from Disney Adventures. It might be another DuckTales episode. I don't know. We're not recording these in order anymore, so I have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine, but it'll be something duck-related. So until then, everybody, stay dangerous and watch out for rubber duckies. Yep, stay dangerous, everyone. Good night, guys.